Hello and welcome to the Irish Fire Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Halton. I'm an entrepreneur, investor, and financial independence enthusiast, sharing my financial freedom journey. Stay tuned and welcome aboard. Just a reminder that this year I am answering your questions. So if you do happen to have a financial independence related question, ping me at michael at firepodcast.ie. In light of that, I'm not covering too much of my own personal story this year. So if you are interested in hearing what I've been up to, then you can jump over to firepodcast.ie and click on the members link and you can subscribe there to my monthly newsletter where I go into full details about what I'm working on as well as provide regular monthly updates in relation to my portfolio. Today's question is from Sinead and she's recently just moved to the Canary Islands, which I'm extremely jealous that you've been able to do that, Sinead. So well done, fair play for making the making the leap. And she recently sold her house. So she's getting around 140,000 euro from the sale of the house. She's working remotely from the Canary Islands and she gets around 5,000 euros per month after paying her taxes. From reading the email, it sounds like Sinead is a really, really good saver. And it sounds like she can live for around a thousand euros per month after she has paid her rent and her rent currently is being paid at 750 euros per month. And she basically says to me, Michael, I really want to be able to become a writer. And I love the idea of being able to retire in around five years time. Is it possible for me to do that? And what would you recommend that I do to make that happen? So I decided for Sinead to crunch the numbers a little bit and just see if it was possible. And you guys are probably getting sick of me saying this, but I'll say it again. Obviously, I'm not a financial advisor, so this is simply my opinion. And if you are listening to this episode, maybe you can also crunch your own numbers and make your own recommendation for Sinead if you're not happy with the answer that I give. So bottom line figures here, she's currently paying around 750 a month in rent, and it looks like she could live off a thousand euros a month if she didn't have to pay that rent. So for me, if you've just sold out of a property market, it makes complete sense to stay in a property market one way or another. So my advice would actually be to go and buy a house in the Canary Islands, or at least put that money away to buy a house. So whether it takes six to 12 months to actually find the right house, obviously you've got to find where you actually want to live, settle into a community, make sure that you're happy with the area before you go committing to buying a house. But I would pencil that money in for that. So I wouldn't be looking to invest that at all. I would keep that in cash for now. The last thing you want to go and do is throw that into an investment which turns bad and then you find that you lose half of that money because you have to take it out to purchase a house. So ring fence that money for housing and start getting actively involved. I know from being to the Canary Islands myself, you should be able to get a nice apartment for around 140000 uh, And even if it's a case where you have a very small mortgage, so be it. But ideally, that's what I would be recommending that you do with that. From there, I would start looking to save €3,000 a month from today. So my understanding is that you've got €5,000 a month after tax. You're allocating 750 for rent, another €1,000 for living expenses, 
you should be left with a little bit over 3,000 euros a month, which you should start getting into the habit of saving right now and seeing if you can actually live off a thousand euros per month. Obviously it's going to be difficult, right? So being frugal and adopting this lifestyle is difficult, but it sounds like you're already well on the way. And from the last 12 months or so, you mentioned in the email that you've already been doing that. So it should just be a matter of embracing that lifestyle. Look, you're now living in one of the sunniest countries in the world. So enjoy the outdoors, enjoy going to the beach, enjoy the simple things in life that don't necessarily cost a lot of money. And it should be possible to get pretty close to being able to do that. Obviously, if it's not so easy or if you're finding that it's too much of a sacrifice, then adjust that number. But I think it should be there or thereabouts possible. And I should point out that even my own FI number, based on around 2,000 euros per month, we do as a family spend more than that on a typical month. However, I base that number on our basic living costs. So basically what I call our lockdown budget, what we would need to live on if we just needed to survive. Because one of the points I'd like to make is I don't think anybody hits retirement and then fully retires. You're going to find that you're going to be doing something which is probably going to bring in some form of income. So in Sinead's case, she mentions that she wants to write a book. That book may eventually pay royalties and it might bring her an additional income that way. But also something that I've been reflecting on a lot myself recently is you may find that you actually miss work and you want to be doing something. I think as humans, we're naturally wanting to contribute and wanting to be active. So you may find that you go and do something a little bit more low key, or you just cut back and work part time. So there's various options around that. For me, I already do some work outside of my normal job per se, as a hockey coach. So I coach a senior ladies team here in Limerick, and that does bring in some additional income. And I could go and coach another team or a a team of a higher level and probably increase my income that way. So I actually refer to that as my hobby income, I haven't yet been able to record that on my portfolio because with the lockdown, I haven't actually been coaching for the last couple of months. But when I do get back into hockey coaching again, then I will add that so you can actually, you guys can actually see that because it is an income that I will be bringing in, which I would bring in for fun anyway. I would probably do it if I was FI for free regardless. So it's just something to think about that you are going to work beyond financial independence It's just a matter of building up a number that would cover your expenses so that if there wasn't any income coming in, that you could still live a relatively comfortable life. So we know that we've got a goal here of five years. So for Sinead, we want to see if she can become financially independent within that time period. And we know that she's going to start saving 3,000 euros per month from today. And once she eventually gets that house and she's no longer paying that rent, then she can start allocating that rent money towards her investment portfolio as well. So that will put her up to 4,000 euros per month thereafter. Now, I'm going to assume that Sinead is pretty keen to get going pretty quickly. And she's going to ideally be looking to get a house over the next six months or so. So for state of argument, we're going to assume that she starts putting in 4,000 euros per month from today. So maybe she's got a little bit of saving there that she can start or a little bit of back money that she can start putting in. Um, We're just going to make that assumption just just for the numbers. Obviously, if it takes longer, then it will push this out slightly, but that's okay. It's going to be there or thereabouts anyway. Now, when it comes to my recommendation of what Sinead should be investing in, my recommendation is that she sticks to index funds, good old-fashioned ETFs, you know, your Vanguard funds, your low-cost index funds through a regulated broker, and in something that she knows is going to be there in 30 or 40 years time. Now, she mentions in her email that she does have an interest in investing in cryptocurrency. I'm not against that. I think that's okay. 
but maximum 5% of your portfolio should be going in there. My portfolio, I have about 1%. I'm thinking about going slightly more, but really reluctantly. So keep it to between 1% and 5%. And the reason I say this is because we're dealing with an unregulated market and brokers go bad, right? It's so many incentives for brokers just to go, right, we'll fold, we'll blame a hacker, the money will just disappear overnight. And we've seen this, we've seen this in the peer-to-peer lending market, and we've seen this in some crypto brokers in the past. So there isn't any guarantee, at least with a regulated broker through ETFs and index funds, we know that they're being checked by, say, the Central Bank of Ireland. We know that there's provisions and insurance in place so that if we were to lose that money or the broker were to go bad, that the government would guarantee at least some of that money for us in terms of an insurance. So it's really, really important to take into account that we are investing for the long run. And can we safely assume that Coinbase or something like that will be there in 30 years time? We can't necessarily. Now I know with crypto, we can take it offline. We can put it into a USB key or something similar, but then who's to say that we don't lose a USB? We've all heard that story about the guy, I think he's in Wales. He's still trying to get the local council to let him go and open up the dump so that he can get his old laptop out because he's got five or so Bitcoin in there. All right, so just keep that in mind that we want to be investing in regulated investments for the majority of our portfolio. And as boring as that is, it's just the way that it is because again, we're investing for the long term. So looking at the numbers, if Sinead were to start investing 4,000 euros per month from today, after five years, she will have a portfolio value based on a 6% annual return of 270,000 euros. If she invests that for a couple more months after, so maybe five years and three months or so, then she would have hit 300,000 euros. And for you, Sinead, that is your FI number. Why? Because once you hit 300,000 euros, you can safely withdraw 4% of that, and that will give you the 12,000 euros per year that you need to live. That will allow you to kick goodbye to your job and start writing the book that you've always dreamed of. And if nothing else, it will just allow you maybe to take a few months off, reflect a little bit, and explore some other opportunities. I hope you all got something out of that episode, especially you, Sinead. And as always, guys, if you have any questions on this episode, reach out to me at michael at firepodcast.ie. Otherwise, I look forward to catching you on the next episode. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you're a big fan of the show, why not become an Irish Fire Podcast member for free? Members receive access to inside information that isn't shared on the podcast, as well as regular updates such as a monthly newsletter. To become a member, visit www.firepodcast.ie.